On July 4th, 1776, a document that we have all heard of was signed. And in great big letters, John Hancock signed the Declaration of Independence with pride. Interesting fact. John Hancock was the first one to actually sign the document. Not only was he the first one, but he was the only one to sign it on July 4th. That's why his signature was so large. He had, he had I don't know who's signing this thing. Like, just put it right there. Uh, that's totally irrelevant. Something else that you may not know is that, and this is important. This is really important. Just because they declared their freedom, just because they declared their independence, it didn't mean that they were actually free. Signing the Declaration of Independence did not make them free. Quite the opposite, in fact. For the next seven years, the colonies would have to defend their land from wave after wave after wave of British attack. Has anybody ever seen um, that episode from The Office when... Man, don't make this weird. Don't act... You ever seen that episode from The Office when Michael Scott stands up from his desk at Dunder Mifflin, looks around, and he loudly says, I declare bankruptcy. (laughs) Anyone seen that? Some of y'all looking at me funny for mentioning The Office. Listen, that show is PG compared to some of the stuff y'all watching. I hear you talking about it out in the lobby. Here's the point. Here's the point. That's a great episode. That might be one of the best. The other really good one is when... uh, uh, Dwight is given CPR <laughs> and then it like pans back to him and he's got the face on from Silence of the Lambs. Anyway, here's the point. The Office is a great show. That's not, that's not the point. Here's the point. Michael Scott's declaration is merely a verbal statement devoid of any legal significance. His declaration has done absolutely nothing for him. Just because the Declaration of Independence was signed, that did not mean that they were living in that freedom that they had declared. It just meant they desired it. But who knows that wanting something and having something are not the same thing? Or saying that you have that thing and actually possessing that thing are not equal. Okay, Jesus is saying on the scripture that's supposed to be back there, Jesus is saying, You want freedom. Your soul craves freedom. And I'm the only one that can give it to you. Anything and everything else is counterfeit freedom. It's as if you're standing there like Michael Scott saying, I declare freedom. And there are people all over the world, free people and oppressed people, that are declaring their freedom in 2023 declaring that they're free to live how they want to live and love who they want to love. There is a movement today in this country and around the world to declare your freedom, freedom of expression, my body, my choice, emancipation of self. And the world is affirming this by saying that the freedom to be you, whatever that looks like, is the number one priority in your life. self above all else freedom of self above all else freedom to be who you want to be whatever that looks like above everything else did you know that there are 340 million americans living in a free land america living in a free nation with the freedom to speak and to worship and to live however they want to live 
And based on statistics, over 140 million souls in this free, wonderful nation, blessed nation, are stuck in chains, bound by sin, and lost in their own desires. 140 million people do not know Christ. And did you know that one in eight people, one out of every eight people that you're going to meet that live in this free country are clinically depressed, and that number is increasing year after year? The society that we live in, that is all about being who you want to be and doing what you want to do, freedom of choice and expression, self-love and independence, freedom, freedom, freedom. The movement that's all about pride is six times more likely to experience depression and four times more likely to commit suicide than the rest of the populace. Every day in this country, 132 people will take their own life. Worldwide, nearly one million people every year will commit suicide because of depression. Those rates are highest in America. Every 10 minutes, every 10 minutes, in this nation, somebody is taking their own life. Worldwide, every 40 seconds, somebody is taking their own life. That means by the time that I'm done preaching this, from the time that I started to the end, 45 people will have taken their own life. Does that sound like freedom to you? You have to understand this. For the majority of human history, freedom was the goal. Like since the beginning of kings and queens and empires, the people wanted to be free. That's, that, they were, that's, that would have been good enough for them. Like once we can be free, everything will be okay. You remember Mel Gibson in Braveheart? That's a great movie. And he's, he's laying there and he's like, freedom! That part of the, they just wanted freedom. Because people, we, you and me, we thought that freedom in the flesh would fix everything. We thought that, that that would liberate us, that would make us happy and free. But now that we as American citizens have that freedom, we are more depressed and anxious and confused than ever before. This is the freest country on planet Earth, but it's the most discontent and overwhelmed society known to man. Something isn't adding up. Are you with me so far? If the freedom to be who you want to be, to live your life in liberty, to be you, if that leads to happiness, then we in America should be the happiest people on the planet. But we aren't. Why? Why? If mere freedom is the answer, people should be looking at the U.S. and saying, wow, that's one happy country. But they aren't. People are not doing that. They're saying, what a mess that place is. And we don't seem free. Why? Because even with all the freedom in the world, there is something deep inside of each and every one of us. Even the most hardened man or hardened woman, there is something deep in your soul that is crying out for a freedom that is not found in the Constitution. Something a document or a politician cannot give to you. Something that living your life the way you want to live will always be void of. Listen, the freedoms given to us by the Bill of Rights are such a blessing and we cherish them and we thank God for them, but even with them, there is still something missing. Are you seeing this? My guess is that there is somebody in this room right now feeling that very thing. You have all the stuff. You've got the money, the house, a good family, a great job, freedom to speak, freedom to live, freedom to worship. You can do whatever you want to do, and you've even declared that you're satisfied on Facebook. But deep down, there's something missing. 
And if you aren't feeling that, the chances are that you have felt that to the past, and that's what led you to this room today. I was there. I struggled with depression for years, years. I overdosed on depression medication when I was a teenager and tried to stab my sister with a screwdriver. True story. I overdosed on anxiety medication and thought I was going to die. I had declared my freedom. I was free. I was living the way I wanted to live and loving who I wanted to love without bounds, without restraint. But even though I was a free man living in a free country, there was a massive void in my soul. I wasn't free indeed. I was free and in need. And you may be free and in need this morning. As I'm speaking these words right now, there is somebody in this house or watching online right now that knows exactly what I'm talking about because you're there. You have to know this. Everybody listening to my voice right now, hear this. Your circumstances do not determine your contentment. Your relationship with Christ does. And if you don't have that, your soul will never be satisfied. Why? Scripture says that God has put eternity in your heart. God has put in your spirit. He has put in your soul a longing and a desire for a relationship with the Father. And whether you believe that or not, there is a part of your soul that knows you're not free. And there is something deep inside of you that longs to be at peace with God. To know that no matter what happens to my body, my soul is safe with the Savior. That regardless of the freedoms I have in the natural, regardless of how bound I may be in this life and in this body, I have freedom in the life to come. And that's the greatest freedom I could ever ask for. Scripture says, why fear who can take your body? Your fear is better placed than the one who has charge over your soul. And that right there is it. That's what I'm trying to say this morning. That's what your soul wants. Not freedom in America. Not the freedom to be you and do whatever you want to do. What our soul, what our spirit is longing for is freedom in Christ. 